Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon. Diego. Vietnam. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast, Episode 9. This is the first episode that's not a divisional breakdown. What Welcome. was, what was what? Anchorman? Anchorman. Uh, what, what, was he San Diego? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you made me lose my track of thought, train of thought. I don't know how to talk. It's all right. It's all right. Um, Everybody wants an Anchorman intro. So Yeah, this is our uh, Sleepers and Bus episode. Welcome to terms that you only hear in fantasy football sleepers and really busts where we're going to talk about some guys that we think are going to uh, outplay where they're drafted which is essentially what a sleeper is somebody that has a breakout potential and should finish way above ahead where they're drafted way above head <laughs> way above ahead uh, a bust is somebody that you draft and just don't think that they're gonna, they're going to finish there. Somebody you usually take high or doesn't produce at the level that they should have. So yeah, I am uh, Nolan. That is Braden. Once again, in what should we call our our, our home studio? Um, the um Nolan's man cave. This That's is really this is the bandwagon. The band the bandwagon shack. It's the just the bandwagon. The shagging wagon. We're we're sitting in the bandwagon. We're not we're not shagging. But we're in the wagon. Um, yeah. What are we gonna gonna go get a van and start recording in the van and call it the dragon wagon? That, that's creepy. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go ahead. Oh, first off, I, we need you guys. This can be a shorter episode, so if you don't listen to the big long ones, you should listen to this one. Give you some good people to target and some busts that you should stay away from. You should go follow us on social media at FF Bandwagon, where we post different stats and uh, sleepers and busts and stuff like that on the social media pages, and give us a follow. Any any notable notable notes before we get started? Not really. Um, none. Just tight ends. No, tight no. ends got paid. We're on. Uh, yeah, I believe we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Maybe. Um, we're just kind of in training camp where a lot of it's just coach speak. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, this guy's going to be, uh, you know, featured in our offense. And then you get to the real season and never get, never gets the ball. So. Yeah, there was some A.J. Dillon hype. Yep, that's some A.J. Dillon hype. <clears throat> some A.J. Uh, Dillon hype. Oh, Matt LaFleur got... came out and said, I've never seen a running back like A.J. Dillon. He's got some massive calves. But does that mean he's playing over Aaron Jones? Probably not. No. So it's all just kind of coach speak at this point. But we're we're getting close. We have less than less than a month until the start of the regular season. Chiefs and Texans, I believe, is the first game. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. Let's get through some sleepers and busts. Braden, we 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 got one sleeper for each position so far. Um, who's your first one? Um, so my first one, uh, I got Mr. Baker Mayfield. We, oh yeah. Yep, Mr. Baker. It's Maker Baker year. Yep. So um, he's got elite weapons. I we we've kind of already talked about it. Uh, um, he they they shored up the offensive line. 
That, that's really the big thing in my eyes. They they had the 20, 23rd best offensive line, which is like 23rd worst, however you want to put it. Um, going into 2020, they are ranked 6th. So they've definitely done some work and focused on it. And he has the game, the run game to, su- to su- support him. And that's that's a big thing with quarterbacks is when unless you're Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that who who or Pat Mahomes who supports the run game, you need the run game to support you. Um, and Baker has that. So um, with yeah. that, I mean, with that being said, don't don't have recency bias. Uh, that's really my last note on Baker is he he set the rookie touchdown record in 13 and a half games as rookie year. So uh, he's got the talent. He can do it. Um, that's just, it's just whether he's going to take that step forward or not. Yeah, his team on paper is, is stacked. So I kind of feel like if if he doesn't show up this year, then it's not really anybody's fault but his at this point. Yep. His third year in. So my quarterback sleeper is actually somebody who has proven to be a very good fantasy quarterback before, and that is Cam Newton, new quarterback for the New England Patriots. Cam's ADP is in the 10th round right now, which is, granted, he was hurt most of last year and he's on a new team, but this guy has always been good for fantasy football. He's always been a good fantasy football quarterback because of his rushing potential and his his rushing touchdown potential. During his career, he has more red zone rushing touchdowns than anybody else in the league. Not just quarterbacks, that's running backs also. He has more red zone rushing touchdowns than anybody else in the league since he got in since he came in the league. That's nuts. The Patriots rank sixth in red zone rushing percentage. The Patriots don't throw the ball in tight. They 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 run the ball. So Cam Newton's the best goal line running back in the league. And he also can throw for three thousand yards if he wanted to. So uh, Cam Newton I think is somebody that I would be definitely confident with starting as my starting QB. And he's going pretty late in drafts uh, in the tenth round. I think he will finish. He could finish. His upside is top five quarterback. So oh for sure. I think he's got it there. I like the pick. Yeah. Who you got for? Oh, let, let me give you my wide receiver sleeper. There you go. Somebody that's my boy that um, has some has some upside. He might not be a big volume guy, but that's Mecole Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs. Really, anybody on this team can go off at any time. We saw it last year with Sammy Watkins, week one. Uh, Demarcus Robinson went off, I think, like week four or something like that and had a freaking huge game. Miko Hardman didn't really just have one or two weeks where he did that. He kind of – he only saw 41 targets last year. But uh, let me give you this crazy stat. He caught 26 passes for six touchdowns. Dude, his touchdown percentage was ridiculous. Yeah, that's um, insane. He had over 500 yards on only 26 catches, which is crazy. It did seem like every time he caught the ball, he yeah, was he yeah. was it was for a touchdown. He so. is. Michael Hardman, if you don't know, is another essentially another Tyree kill on the Chiefs. He's a, a small, fast guy. He's probably almost just as fast as Tyree kill, and he's just a playmaker. Just give him the ball in the open field and let him do his thing. It doesn't take him much. It doesn't take him much volume at all to have a fantasy. Uh, relevant season 26 catches for 538 yards and six touchdowns that's ridiculous he averaged he averaged 20.7 yards a catch yeah. or a touch that's ridiculous and i'm not the biggest heart you know me fan but 
Um, if he gets more volume, he's he's gonna have a productive year for sure. Yeah, and I think they he proved what he could do last year. So you know they know they drafted him. They drafted him when they thought they weren't gonna have Tyree Kill. Yeah. So that's why they brought him in to be Tyree Kill. So I think he he's going in the tenth round. So he's definitely somebody I'm gonna try to grab and stash on my bench. And you know you play him in a flex every so often if you need to fill in. It's not somebody I'm starting week in and week out. But he has the potential to just go off and have a huge game. Yep. He also returned a touchdown for, like, a kick for a touchdown last year. Some leagues have extra points for that, where your guy, even if you play him in wide receiver, he still gets points for stuff like that. So that's one to watch out. All right. Um, My wide receiver, I'm sure everybody probably knows by now, if you've been listening, um, is A.J. Green. I've talked about him a lot. I, I feel the same. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about him because he, I mean, he, you're drafting him in the sixth round, which is, I mean, a steal to me when you're getting a potential top 10 wide receiver when he's healthy. Um, I, I feel like with the improved quarterback situation, I, I'm counting it as an improved quarterback situation from, from what they had last year. Um, and... Yeah, he I mean, he he does have some injury history. I'm not going to discount that, but he when he does play in his in the seasons, he he generally he's played in 15 at least 15 games in 5 out of the 9 seasons. So, and the and the other ones, there's one that he played 13. So, um I mean, with that being said, that's probably why he's in the 6th round, but I I feel like you're you're getting a potential top 10 wide receiver there. Yeah, my, my biggest concern with him is he hasn't played football in a year and a half, but he does have He's proven to be a top-tier wide receiver uh, several years in a row before, so he definitely has that potential to kind of get back to star wide receiver um, if he can stay healthy. It is, I mean, he's got the to me he around that where he's being drafted in that in that six range, he's got the highest upside out of almost everybody, maybe besides Devontae Parker. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick there. AJ Green, Braden's a big Bengals fan, so I'm a. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> it sounds bad. Yeah, it, was, it should sound bad. Um, my tight end sleeper. Well, let me give you mine. Okay. My tight end sleeper might not sound like a sleeper if I tell you he finished as tight end 10 last year. Okay. You're like, that's not a sleeper. He's a top 10 tight end. Well, he's the number two tight end on his team, and he's not even really being drafted. That is Dallas Goddard, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Goddard plays behind Zach Ertz, who is one of the stud tight ends in the league. But, like I said, Zach, uh, Dallas Goddard finished as a top 10 tight end last year. And it's just, I, I think it's unrealistic that, I think it's unreal that he's not even being drafted. Top 10 tight end last year is not even being drafted. He had 600 yards, five touchdowns, and saw 87 targets. That's a lot of targets. That's That's 10 targets less than Mark Andrews saw as a top three tight end so um his adp is 14th round barely being drafted at all he's a solid guy i I would be okay with him starting as my tight end because he's going to get his looks he's going to get his targets and he also has the upside of if something happened to zach Ertz, then he takes all zach Ertz's work also so i think his floor is higher than some guys like um, some of the like David and Joku and stuff like that, where yeah, they have the talent and the upside, but they don't get looks. This guy is the number two tight end on his team and still gets production like a number one tight end. Yeah, my um, 
my biggest reserve with him is really last year they had nobody else to go to <laughs> and this year you know i mean you're coming in with the healthy deshaun jackson um you're coming in with uh, uh is deshaun Je- jackson ever healthy I, I mean okay okay so but he's gonna play more than one game i hope I, he might play two he might play two but then you have Jalen Rager coming in if Deshaun gets hurt. Like they, they actually have they have a little more options this year. Um, that's that would be my only concern. But no, I like I like the pick because he can be viable um, from week to week. And if Ertz with with the upside of being a top a top four QB, so um, I'm Who's going. Your guy? I am going to. Did you skip running back? Uh, we just didn't get there yet. I didn't skip it. Okay. You better scroll down your tight end sheet. All right. Braden's tight end sleeper is Jonu Smith. Hey, how'd you know that? Tell me about him. All right. So, Jonu Smith plays for the Titans and is a beast of a man. He he really is, man. Like, he's... he's, A man of a beast. According to uh, playerprofiler.com, he is borderline extraordinary... Oh, yeah. yeah, seriously, borderline extraordinary in many athletic profile categories um, for tight ends. And so he's he's a beast. He's like 6'3", 250, and he's fast. Um, on top of that, the the what, that's really the first thing that you're looking for with tight ends, right? You want you obviously want him to be athletic. You want him to be good and be, be a good pass catcher. <clears throat> um, the Titans have 103 vacated targets. Uh, 31 of those were Delaney Walker. So if you add the Jonu targets from last year with Delaney Walkers, you get 75 roughly, and I, I feel like that he can add on add on top of that. And I think when you do that, you're you're gonna get a a sleeper tight end in Jonu Smith, who you're basically paying nothing for. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick. I only worry about the passing volume on the team, but he's shown that he's an athlete and he can produce. Um, Whenever he gets the ball. All right, now we'll get to the running backs. Braden was a little worried. He thought we thought he missed the person. My running back sleeper this year is actually Ronald Jones uh, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all know Tom Brady came over this offseason. Gronk came over this offseason. This offense is essentially loaded. Um, well, we say loaded, but it's Tom Brady, old man Tom Brady. But I think this offense needs a running back that can carry a workload, and I think that's Ronald Jones. It's... This is going to be a high-powered offense. They're gonna they're gonna be passing. They got all the stars to throw to. Tom Brady's just gotta throw the ball up, and there's three huge guys can go get it. Okay, um, Ronald Jones I think can carry that load. He's got an ADP of 605. Bruce Arians likes versatile running backs, and I I think Rojo. That's what we, that's what we call him. Rojo. Red. Rojo. The I think he's the main guy there. Bruce Arians, head coach, actually came out and said, Rojo's the main guy. He'll your, carry the load. Your boy Red is the main yeah, guy. Yeah, the boy Red. Um, you know, they brought in LaShawn McCoy. He's old. He was a healthy scratch for the Super Bowl. I'm not really worried about him. He'll get some passing work, which is what Bruce Arians actually said. But Ronald Jones has worked on his pass catching this offseason, so he's trying to be that three-down back that doesn't have to come out of the game, which I think he'll be able to do and just be the consistent guy. He's, you know, He had a good year last year. And wasn't even the star back last year. So, uh, with Peyton Barber gone, he's the main guy here. 
and I feel like he's going to be a good a good value pick in the sixth round. What did he finish at last year? Let me see. Let me find him. I think I think it was like was it twenty five? It was something. Yeah, he was like a top yeah. twenty five running back yeah, last it, it year. It was something. It was something like and that. And he wasn't even the featured back because I imagine later in the season. I imagine people are like, he had a good year last year. What? Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah, he like, was running back twenty five. That's my that's my first reaction when I hear that, and then I'm like, he was running back twenty five. So yeah, he did have he did have a good year last year for what he was dealing with. Yeah, and now he's the featured back on the team. So yep. in this offense that's just gonna be moving the ball, we all we all expect. So. Yep. All right, my sleeper running back is actually a backup. It's Justin nice. Jackson. Um, Justin Jackson is on an offense with 38 vacated red zone opportunities and 217 vacated touches from Melvin Gordon last year. Hey, Braden, what team does he play for? What? What team does he play for? Oh, he plays for the Chargers. <laughs> Did I not say that? No. Oh, well, Justin Jackson. The San plays Diego for the, Superchargers. The Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Superchargers. Chargers. Okay. All right. Now that we got past that, um, yeah, you already read you the red zone stats and then vacated touches from Melvin. Um, and that, oh, yeah, by the way, that was with Phillip Rivers throwing almost 600 times last year. That's a lot. Yeah. So that number's coming down with Tyrod Taylor at the helm, and they're going to run it more. So that just equals more opportunity for for Justin Jackson, and I I think that I mean if he if he stays healthy, which he he has had some health concerns, but if he stays healthy, he's gonna have good standalone value as well as being a great handcuff for um you know like if if for for some reason something happened to um what's his name starting running back <laughs> Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler Austin what's Eckler. his name I don't know I, I went blank y'all could see Braden's face when he asked me that question I went blank for a second all right so if for some reason Austin Eckler goes down um Justin Jackson is a great handcuff and could end up being a league winner so yeah that's my that's my sleeper yeah. running back yeah for sure all right so those are some good sleepers that we think you should target that you can uh maybe if you maybe not necessarily cheap but you can get them at a good value and we think they will out outperform where you draft them, uh, which is what sleepers are. Now we're going to get into some busts that are guys that I would not take where they're being drafted. I would have to take them much later to actually draft them because I do not think they will perform where they are being drafted. My first guy is somebody being drafted as like, let me, let me see. Let me see where his ADP is at this week. Um... He's being drafted in the third round as, I think, wide receiver 12, and that is DJ Moore, who finished as wide receiver 16 last year on a team that was always playing from behind, throwing the ball to try to score some points and get back ahead. DJ Moore is probably a good wide receiver. I just don't see him being a wide receiver one this year. He was wide receiver. He wasn't even a wide receiver one last year. He was wide receiver 16 which is a wide receiver two, and he's being drafted like a wide receiver one this year. Um, almost everything about his situation has changed. He's got a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, and a quarterback who isn't really a gunslinger. He's just a, you know, a solid uh, check down guy. Um, DJ Moore's ADP is the end of the third round, like I said. that's He's going near Cooper Cup, uh, Amari Cooper, A.J. Brown, Odell. 
I'm taking all those guys over DJ Moore. I just don't think he puts up kind of numbers like he did last year. Yeah, Granted, his, quarter, his quarterback has improved from last year, but I think it's just a whole different situation. And I'm not, I'm not banking on DJ Moore to kind of maybe be a wide receiver one when he didn't even do that last year. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that call. I wide receiver twelve is that's. I feel like you're drafting him at a ceiling. So, yeah. Um, okay, so my number one bust of the probably the entire draft, and um, we've talked about him before already once again. Um, so it's it's Nick Chubb, and it's just because you're, a Chubb you're having to get him so early. Like you, I just don't. I don't understand how you can pay an early second round price for somebody who is going to get outscored by the one B on their team. I just it doesn't it, and that's exactly what happened when when Kareem Hunt came back last year. Kareem Hunt outscored him six out of the eight weeks, and and when that happens, it's because Kareem Hunt is the pass catcher of the team, and Kareem Hunt can run the ball. Nick Chubb is not necessarily the pass catcher. I'm not saying he can't do it. But he's not nearly as effective as as Cream Hunt is. So naturally, Cream Hunt's gonna gonna be that, and Cream Hunt's gonna get carries. So uh, there's a clear drop off in in attempts per game and touches per game from Nick Chubb. Um, as soon as Cream Hunt came back, it's five to six touches. So that that's I mean, are you happy with that as as your potential first running back one? Um. I don't know. I maybe have him as a, a low low RB1, um, but I don't know that he finishes where he did last year. He's definitely going down. He's got some regression just because, like you said, he's got to share time. I think both of us at this point are trying to target Kareem Hunt over Nick Chubb because you can get Kareem Hunt at a value and probably just get as much production. So that's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you on Chubb. I, I like Chubb, but not where he's going. Yep. My another guy, my running back, the guy, another guy that I don't like where he's going is Devin Singletary, uh, on Buffalo. He's got an ADP of the fourth round around some guys that are still starters like Mark Ingram. Um, Devin Singletary looked good when he got the chance last year. Old man Frank Gore is gone. He doesn't have to split carries with Frank Gore, but he may have to split carries with Zach Moss, another running back they just drafted at the same kind of draft capital that they got Singletary on, and. Who's to say? I mean, it's not necessarily Devin Singletary's job at this point. He isn't. It was never really his job as, as a sole proprietor. It was. It was never just him. So he's got to compete with Zach Moss. I feel like they're kind of on equal ground at this point. Um, Singletary's going to get a little more because he's already done it for a year. Um, but I'm not. I'm not spending a fourth round draft capital on Devin Singletary by any any way, chance, how, or mean because. He could end up just not even being the, st- not even the starter the rest of the season. It just doesn't make any sense to me. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's not a big workhorse back guy. He's a little kind of like a, a bigger Tariq Cohen that can run the ball between the tackles, but can he do it consistently? Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's um, fourth round's a pretty high, pretty high price. It's pretty so. steep. Uh, my second bust, and it is... I don't know how many people are going to... It's your boy, Nolan. It's my um, boy. Mr. Gronkowski. Oh, yeah? yeah? He used to be my boy. Yeah, so... You won me many a championships. For some reason... Um, actually, I know why. It's because his name's Gronkowski. But he's being drafted in the sixth round. Yeah. Round six. That's a little uh, early that is, for old man Gronk. That's insane to me. Uh, he, he's fit... 
he finished as a top ten um, at, at his at the tight end position one time since 2016. Yep. Since 2016, that's it's been four years. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, Gronk was out of football last year. He was actually he retired last year when they tried to trade him to the Lions, and he said, "No, nah, I'm retired." And then uh, he was a, got into wrestling, like WWE champion or something like that. I'm not a big wrestling guy, but that's what Gronk did. And then Tom Brady went over to Tampa Bay, and Gronkowski was like, oh, "I'm unretired now. Let's go play with Brady again in a new place." So yeah, and I mean, just on top of on top of those stats. He's he's had a year off and he's not even the best weapon in the offense anymore. That yeah, that was sure. the big thing with Gronk was he was the number one option in the offense at all times. For sure, right? He's not that anymore. He's not. He's he's the third. Yeah, he's, at best, he's not going to lead the team in receptions or anything like that. He's he might catch a few touchdowns in the red zone, but he's definitely not going to be uh, the wild just league, league leader team leader in in really any category and bruce arians doesn't like tight ends yeah it, that's traditionally probably the biggest fact to state is so. bruce, bruce arians does not use tight ends so brady brady will throw it to gronk because they're buddies but not guys. six round value yeah not six I round value. That, that is correct my my last bust actually is somebody you should not draft because his name is sony michelle and he's a patriots running back if you've listened to any of us, any of our episodes, do not draft <laughs> Patriots running backs. They are unpredictable, and Sonny Michel was not a good running back last year. He had no 100-yard games all season. He had seven touchdowns. I don't know where they came from. Nobody else knew when they were going to happen. Don't know where he got seven touchdowns from. Um, his ADP uh, is around the eighth round, which is way too early to take somebody who was not a very good running back. Uh, it's actually moved to the ninth round, so his ADP is the ninth round. I'm still not taking him there. They also signed Lamar Miller, who is just a better running back at this point, and Cam's the Cam Newton's the goal line running back there, so he's probably going to be the one who falls in for seven touchdowns this year. That's probably I'm, the biggest I'm just not thing. Mess, I'm just not messing with Sony Michelle. That's probably one of my biggest things is Cam's going to take so many touches away. Yeah, so I, I'm staying away from Patriots running back. If I if I have to draft one, it's James White. He's a little more consistent, but Sonny Michelle is probably not not usable at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So my my I have a running back bust here, and it's it's J.K. Dobbins. People are what on top of J.K. Dobbins, and I don't understand quite what it's about with Mark Ingram still in the fold. Mark Ingram hasn't gone anywhere. People, he's not going anywhere. He's yeah. gonna he's the starting running back. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and you're drive, you're having to take Dobbins with your sixth round pick. That's that's a meaningful pick. Yeah, it really and is. For somebody who's gonna sit on your bench until Mark Ingram gets hurt or the last five games of the season potentially, I just don't. That that's too high of a price. You're wasting that pick. You're wasting it. Exactly. Um, on top of that note, I, I like that pick. On top of that note, we talked a few episodes ago. About Jonathan Taylor, another rookie running back who came in with a higher pedigree and more hype than J.K. Dobbins did uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to be a good running back in the league, but he is going in, what did I say, the fourth the fourth, fourth, round. fourth round. A rookie running back going in the fourth round. Okay, no big deal on certain teams, but there's 0% chance he is the starter week one. Marlon Mack is still the starter 
in a shortened off season. Yes, in a shortened off season, the great offensive line. Marlon Mack is a very good running back, and Marlon Mack. I'm just gonna throw him in here for another sleeper. Marlon Mack, you can get in the seventh round. Seventh round for a starting running back, at least for half the season, if not more. Um, Jonathan Taylor may be the starter later on, but drafting him three rounds above the actual starter makes no sense to me. So if you want Jonathan Taylor, please don't take him in the fourth round because you're not going to get the value out of that. I'd, I'd put him as a bust and Marlon Mack as a sleeper at this point. For sure. So that that's kind of where I'm at on the Colts running backs is Jonathan Taylor may be good, but he's not going to be fourth round good, I don't think. Yeah. Unless something happens to Mac. Totally agree. Hey, and and um, we still have a little bit of time here, real quick. So I just I just want to run run through. Um, Nolan didn't know this was coming. I just wanted to run through our our um, our award selections for for the year that we we made a consensus award selection. Um, so MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, that sort of thing. Um, so. Our MVP of the year was Russell Wilson. This man is this man needs an MVP vote. This man needs an MVP vote. Disrespected, okay, Mister Mister. I forgot what it was. I got too excited. (laughs) What is it? What is it? What is it? Ah, no. Unlimited. Yeah, Mister Unlimited. I got too excited to say it. Okay, Mister Unlimited needs needs an MVP vote. All right, I think everybody can agree that he's the only being quarterback in the league better than Russell Wilson is Patrick Mahomes. True. Don't don't at him. Don't at, at me. I will fight you. <laughs> All right. So, um, offensive player of the year, we actually consensus Kenny Galladay is the offensive player of the year. Yeah, a little we, sleeper we're, we're action there. We're both pretty big on Kenny. Braden convinced me. I'm all in on Kenny G this year. So, and by the way, we we did these picks for uh, some with some other. Um, analysts on Instagram, they had a group going, and, and we everybody had to submit some picks. So these are who we submitted. Yeah, yeah. Look we, out for that. We're 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 gonna we're getting ready to put it out. So so we're all in on Kenny G this year. Um, defensive player of the year, Chandler Jones, another guy that is just disrespected, doesn't get the the respect he deserves. Doesn't Chandler get the Jones, clout, boy. Chandler Jones is trying to break the sack record. He's come out and said, "I'm it's gonna be easy. I'm gonna break the sack record this year." Dude, dude has been a monster for the last few years. Yep. Offensive Rookie of the Year, probably no surprise. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is who we got. He's going to be a top 10 running back. That so. one's probably easy. Yeah. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, we we kind of went back and forth with a couple people. Um, the Ravens linebacker, Queen, and... Patrick he, Queen, and Pat- or... Yeah. And, um, Isaiah Simmons on the Cardinals also might just be a beast. Dude, guy can play anywhere on the defense, cover anybody he wants to. Yeah, but um, Patrick Queen's also going to be a beast with the Ravens. We in, we ended up and settled um, settled on Trayvon Diggs. He he's great corner. You know we'll we'll see what he has. And um, with the Cowboys, yeah, uh, might, Stephon might be, Diggs, little brother, might be a little little homer pick there, but but we can we can hope. All right, yeah. Um, comeback Player of the Year. I, we both this was an easy one for both of us. Uh, it's Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, he's probably in the best situation. The only thing I could argue is A.J. Green, but Nolan's tired of hearing me talk about him, so yeah. I just settled on Cam. So, yeah, Cam Newton could be a beast in the red zone. The only other quarterback I thought of uh, could actually be Ben Roethlisberger. Didn't even think about him. He missed all last year, come back and yeah. have a good passing season. Then He could. And then Coach of the Year. 
Stevin. Stevin Kefanski. Kevin Stefanski. Uh, head coach, new new head coach of the Browns. Um, I think he gets that team together. He's not Freddie Kitchens. He's not just an offensive coordinator. He's somebody a little more uh, professional and mature, I guess, in the head coach position uh, that has had a proven offense before that I think is going to come in and set the Browns straight. And uh, it's a make or make, are they make, gonna, is he gonna or make break a, year. Is he going to make them a playoff team? I don't know. That division is going to be tough. And you got the Ravens there. I, I It wouldn't surprise me if the Browns snuck in. I know everybody's always – literally I'm, every year somebody's high on the Browns. I'm calling it. I'm calling it this the Browns year. Make the They're going to the playoffs. All right, all right. I, I'm not against it. Browns always get uh, get high praise and then never live up to it. So yep. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, they could squeak in that last seventh playoff spot. Yep. All right. I mean, that, that just about does it for this episode. We gave you all some, some good nuggets there. Um, Nuggies, bro. Yep. Right around right around time. It's about 30 minutes in. So hopefully, if you enjoy the shorter episodes, this one's the one for you. Yep. Um, don't, don't forget to go to our social media, at FFBandwagon. Ask us questions. Um, add us if you want. If you hate our takes, start a conversation, and we'll tell you, we'll tell you a little bit more. Why. Yeah, we'll tell you a little bit more why, and you tell us why. So um, we're not haters. We just we just know what we're talking about. We're just taters. We're taters. Not haters. We only like taters. So you got anything else? Uh, like and subscribe and all that jazz. Download Raid Shadow Legends, something like that. So, all right, <laughs> peace out. <laughs>